This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What would you do if you woke up tomorrow and the lights didn't turn on? Now, I don't mean just a power outage. I don't mean that your, your bulbs died. I mean... You flicked the switch in every room in your house, and nothing worked. You grab your cell phone to see what's up. It won't turn on. You go outside to get in your car to drive town to town to see what's going on here, and it won't start for you. What if the entire world as we know it changed tomorrow? How would you fare? Would you be prepared to be on your own? Gather round, the show's about to start. Here we go. The world that we live in is a crazy place, but you and me, we can each make it a little better. We can live a more sustainable life. We can become more self-sufficient. We can get more connected with the planet around us. And we can do all of this together. So everybody, cozy up. It's time for another episode of Homestead. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I know what you're thinking. This guy is nuts. (laughs) Well, don't worry, I'm not crazy. I'm a farmer. My wife and I really started getting into the homesteading life a couple years ago uh, with the birth of our son. You see, we were living in the middle of town. We had a small backyard and Once we had our son, we started thinking about where we were, how we were going to raise him, where he would grow up, and uh, we started thinking about what we were going to feed him, too. You know, we had this little baby looking at us that we had to take care of and to feed, and uh, you wanted to give him the best you could, but money was pretty tight. So instead of going out and just buying organic food, we began to think in different ways, how we could provide that for ourselves, how we could have that coming from our own backyard and where we could do that and how we could get there. 
Well, fast forward a few years now. Our baby is uh, one of three children now, and my wife and I own a farm. We raise all our meat for our family. We provide all the meat that we eat, mostly on the farm here, and uh, we gather it in a few other ways as well. But this show is about more than just putting meat on the table. It's more than just a farming podcast or a prepper podcast. Home Study is going to be a show that encourages all of us to work together to provide our food and uh, everything we need for life, everything we can do. The more we can do to put, to take care of ourselves, the better. And also looking at your community and working closely with those around you. Think about what a homesteader was 200 years ago. Somebody who was willing to take their family and go somewhere foreign and be completely reliant upon the land and those around them, their community. Not so much self-reliance, they couldn't have done it alone, uh, but learning how to live off the land with the community closest around them. And that's really what Homesteady is about. So if you're a local vor, or maybe a gardener, maybe you're a farmer like me, or someone who likes to hunt and fish, if you're any of those things, or maybe you're none of those things, but you want to try to become more self-sufficient, well, you found the right show, and we welcome you. Today we're going to talk about a topic that literally everyone can get involved in. Gardening. Now maybe you're like me, and you didn't grow up gardening. My mom, she would plant flowers. She planted beautiful landscape flowers. Uh, she had hanging baskets all over the property, and it was beautiful to look at. But we never planted any vegetables, and I was never exposed to that way of life. That way of life, that makes it sound like a, a lifestyle choice. <laughs> so the person who introduced me to the idea of gardening was my wife. The first year my wife and I were married, we lived in an apartment in uh, Connecticut. We had a backyard, it was a nice, nice spot, and she wanted to start a garden. And I was not into this idea. I was not a farmy type of person. I work with my father doing excavation, so all day long I'm holding a shovel and digging ditches. And to come home after work and dig more ditches, that did not sound fun. But she wanted to get into the garden and I wanted her to enjoy the experience. So we set aside an area and we filled it with some screen top soil and I helped her rake some of the sod out of it. So just as a side note for all you wives who want to get your husbands into gardening, don't start them off raking sod. <laughs> That's a bad way to start. But in time I came around, gardening can be extremely rewarding. It's a very direct connection between work and result, and that's what I love. You go outside, you plant that seed, you water it, you care for it, you weed it, and you bust your back. But at the end of the summer, you got something delicious that you can pluck and eat. It started with you, and it finishes with you. But we don't all have space to grow a garden in our backyards. So today's topic of gardening is going to be a little bit more specific. We're going to talk about container gardening. Now, you can use a container of any size and you can plant any amount of plants, but I really encourage you, start small. 
I've made the mistake of jumping into a giant garden when I didn't have much experience myself with a with and a smaller garden and it's it became overwhelming. So find yourself a small container whether you go and you buy one of those terracotta pots or you just use recycle you find some container that you were going to throw out cut the top off of fill it up with soil put it in your window. You want to make sure that your seed gets plenty of sunlight. Now, are you going to start from seed or are you going to do a transplant? If you start small, I encourage you to try starting from a seed. Maybe go right down to Tractor Supply and uh, grab yourself a bag of tomato seeds. Pick one that you like the color, uh, that looks good on the picture. And then grab yourself a few styrofoam cups. Grab six of them, six styrofoam cups. Put six tomato seeds in those cups and lay that in front of your any window that's south-facing that gets that early morning sun. That's how simple starting a container garden can be. Now you take those six seeds and you water them each day. Don't wet them down too much. A little bit of water and you let that thing grow. And after a week or two, you watch as it grows. If you think it's getting too big for the cup that it's in, perfect. Now it's time to move to your container. Now there's a few things to consider when you're deciding what kind of container you want to put uh, your plant in. First you want to consider the size of your container. A large container is easier to grow plants in. The reason for this, a larger container is going to stay moist longer and there's going to be less fluctuation in temperature. So depending on the space you're working with, uh, you can use, again, a large terracotta pot, uh, maybe a large window basket. Again, the more volume of earth that you're working with, the more space for the roots to grow. You'll prevent roots for, from becoming root-bound. Um, you can even expand this container to a raised bed. A raised bed is an awesome way to start down the path of gardening. Build yourself a 4 by 8 uh, raised bed. Make it at three or four feet off the ground so you don't have to bend over and break your back. And uh, you're going to be able to maintain this container garden much easier than you would a traditional garden out in your backyard just flat on the ground. So again, you want to consider the size. Uh, even the color of your container can affect uh, how your plants grow. If you have a lighter colored container, it's going to stay cooler. Uh, whereas if you have a darker container, that'll stay warmer. It'll hold your heat longer. And depending on what plants you're planting, you might take that into account. Now make sure at the bottom of your container there's some holes. Again, whether this container is a window box or a raised bed, you need water to be able to leak out of the bottom. You don't want it to become uh, saturated and hold water. When you're building this container, after you're completed with it or if you're reusing an existing container, you're going to begin filling the container with your soil. First, you're going to want to put a layer of gravel down at the bottom. And again, that helps with that drainage. Then you're going to fill this with soil. Now, if you're using a small container, you don't want to use just pure soil because it'll become too compacted and it won't allow your vegetables to grow. So you're going to use a mixture, something uh, that includes compost, a peat moss, uh, a mixture that allows the soil to contain moisture but not become overly compacted. 
If you're using a raised bed, you can use much more soil and perhaps use your compost towards the top layers. Now finally, after you plant your seeds into this soil, you're going to want to spread, spread a layer of mulch over the top. And you can decide what to use depending on what you have. Some people use wood chips. Some people use hay. Uh, use what's around you. Do you have a big pile of brush that you want to chip up and uh, spread over the garden? Perfect. If you don't, maybe go back, uh, buy a bale of hay or just buy a bucket of mulch. But stay away from all the dyed stuff. Use the natural stuff. That way you're not getting those dyes and those toxins you're trying to get away from. That stuff won't be leaking down into your vegetables. A container garden is usually going to be smaller than your traditional garden out on the ground. However, that doesn't mean you're going to get less from it. A container garden can actually be easier to stay on top of, and you can increase yields with a container garden. Uh, one of the benefits to a container garden or a raised bed, you have this soil that's loose, it's deep and fertile. Generally, you're building this soil as you construct your container, so you're putting in good quality soils. Another benefit to the container garden is because it's in a container, you're never going to be walking on this soil. Just walking through your garden, the more you step down on areas of your garden, the more you restrict root growth. In a container, you're never stepping on this. You're never putting your weight on that soil. That soil is never becoming compacted. It's more efficient. A raised bed or a container doesn't waste any space. Uh, when you're watering it, you're only watering the soil you're growing in. You're not watering your paths. When you're weeding, you're not weeding pathways in addition to planting space. You're only weeding the garden that you've planted. The mulch you spread, same thing. It's only over your garden, not your pathways. This is much more efficient than your traditional garden on the ground. And uh, again, it's up high. Whether you're using a window box or a small container on your kitchen counter or a raised bed outside on your patio, you're going to be working you're going to be standing up straight. You're not going to be hunched over too much. It saves you some back troubles later on. So there's a lot of reasons why a container garden or a raised bed is an awesome way to start gardening. So let's get back to our tomato plant. We started our seeds. Our transplants are coming up in those styrofoam cups. And when you notice that the plant is about as long as the cup is deep, well, you can expect the roots to be the same size. So now you wanna, you're going to want to transplant that tomato plant. Dig yourself a hole, and here's a little trick to remember with, if you're, for example, using tomatoes. Uh, go ahead and bury that tomato. Don't just bury the roots, but bury the stem itself right up to that top of where that plant starts to split. It's okay to bury some of the green of that tomato plant. It'll strengthen your plant as it grows upward. And then... Spread that mulch all around that plant. The mulch is going to help insulate. It's going to prevent evaporation. You're going to be able to hold on to your water. Uh, it's going to be more efficient. Last year in my garden, I hardly ever even watered my garden because we had enough rain. The mulch over our raised beds kept our plants uh, moist enough. We were able to Avoid using the hose almost altogether. That's something a lot of people do, especially 
when they first begin gardening, they'll water every day religiously, even if it rained that day or the night before. But if you got a good rich soil and a nice layer of mulch or hay over your garden bed, you don't have to water it all the time. You kind of judge by what the plant's telling you. If the plant starts to look dry and withered, well, you want to avoid that. So you stay on top of things. But if you've had a rain over the night, if it's been a, a rainy week, you don't have to water constantly. You can allow that to take its course. Now, if you're inside, of course, you're going to have to do all the watering yourself. And just maintain a regular schedule. That plant can get used to that and it will grow uh, healthy in that way. A heavy layer of mulch is also going to help you with weeding. If you put a heavy layer of mulch, wood chips, hay, uh, straw, whatever you use, you put a heavy layer on that bed, it's going to prevent weed growth. And that's going to save you lots of time. Weeding is uh, it's something some people enjoy. I don't mind going out and pulling a few weeds, but I certainly don't want to spend more time pulling weeds than I do pulling tomatoes. So spread that heavy layer of mulch. It's going to help with your water and help with your weeds. Now, how big of a garden do you want to start with? Well, that depends. Again, home study, we all want to get uh, more self-sufficient. If you live in a small apartment, get one terracotta pot. You can even get pots that are ready, already planted with different herbs. Uh, herbs are very hardy and uh, it's almost impossible to kill those things. You could put one of those in your kitchen and have fresh herbs to cook with. Uh, put it on your patio. That thing's going to survive the winter. We have a pot on our front patio. It's just bursting with oregano. It's going crazy all over the place. Again, you can't even, you can't kill it. It survives the winter. Uh, so if you have a real black thumb, but you want to try, start with herbs. Uh, if you want to be a little more adventurous, you know, go for the tomatoes, go for the peppers. Uh, plant something you're excited about. Because the more excited you are, the more you're going to want to go and see the garden, care for the garden, be excited, and then you're going to, again, it's going to grow. Next year, if you have one raised bed, you're going to make it two. Before you know it, you may have a backyard full of plants. And that's the idea. Again, growing a more sustainable I called Matt Malvin. He custom made this music for our show. This song, it's not called Country Walk. It's not called Banjo Roll. It's called Homesteady. And you can't have it because it's mine. But he can make you something just as cool. You can check out his music on ProductionTracks.com or give him an email at MaldenMatthew at gmail.com M-A-U-L-D-I-N Matthew at gmail.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. 
Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Okay, everybody, we're back. You know, one thing I find, we can scare ourselves out of a new idea. We want to get into gardening. We start to see, oh, I got to get some materials. I got to get some lumber. I got to put this thing together. And before you know it, it's October and the winter's coming and a whole year's gone by. So let's look at the numbers. Let's see, what is this actually going to take you? And what can you expect to get from it? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a numbers guy. That's why I went into farming. But I got a buddy. My best friend, he's an accountant. I'm going to give him a call. Hey, 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 what's up, bro? How's it going? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So this is Mike. He's an accountant. He's also a good friend of mine. And uh, he does all the books for our farm. I called him up to get his professional opinion on whether or not a raised bed is a worthwhile endeavor as a homesteader. I think that's a country oh, song. except I had one of those nights where I just did not sleep well. You know how when you know you need to get up for something and then you look over and the clock says it's like, three in the morning you're like crap that's when i need to get up <laughs> i'm not oh god you're insane when preparing for the podcast i was planning on talking about a diy raised bed but i found a raised bed for sale at the home depot website that's actually cheaper to buy quicker to put together uh, and works just as well as a do-it-yourself version right so i got mike's opinion on the greens What's the thing called, Mike? It's uh, the Greens... Uh, it's the it's Greens Fence Dovetail Garden we Bed. We did the math, and uh, for $93, you can buy this Dovetail Garden Bed. You don't need any tools to put it together, and uh, it assembles in minutes. And it's made of cedar, so it'll last a long time. So we're going to, today, go with that. So, uh, Ulch, what we want from you, and I'm going to call him Ulch for the duration of the uh, podcast. Another, <laughs> That's a, a story for another time. Um, we're going to ask of you to give us the thumbs up or the thumbs down on this project from a accountant standpoint. All right. Because you know I'm emotionally invested in this. <laughs> right. Which well, is... my judgment is you're crazy. <laughs> You'll Let see. Say that right he off is the, the uh, Mike is the Spock <laughs> to my... Uh, What's the other guy called? <laughs> Captain Kirk. Kirk, that's the one. You're definitely Captain Kirk because you're not bones. You're def you're like you jump into that stuff. <laughs> just like do it. <laughs> the greens fence dovetail garden bed. It's made of cedar. You can expand in any direction. You can make them longer. You can make them higher. And they're super easy to assemble. I checked the reviews on uh, Home Depot website. 
great reviews, almost all five star. Full disclosure, I've never used one of these, but it just is too good to argue with. So we're going to go with that. Remember, we got to convince Mike, the accountant here, that this is a good decision. Mike, by the way, lives in the city, so uh, he looks at things differently than I do. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> so the dimensions of the... So we pulled the dimensions of the raised bed. It's four by eight by ten and a half inches. And then we figured out the cubic feet and what we would need in soil and materials. Well, called out, we'll need like 30 cubic feet or so. You're going to want to fill your raised bed, compost, planted potting, garden potting soil, additives, perlite. Instead of worrying about every individual piece, we found a really good mix you can use. a really good mix. It's nature square foot garden potting soil mix. It's eight ninety seven for a, a cubic foot and a half. Okay, well, let's say that's going to be about $180 in soil. Ooh, that's a lot of dirt. Now we're going to need a little bit of mulch on top of that. I'm just going to say let's go with three of those uh, bags you can buy at Home Depot all ready to go. Ten bucks per bag. Okay, so we got the bed for 94 bucks, the soil for 180 some bags of mulch at $10 a bag. So we're basically in for like 300 bucks so far. Okay, that's a good that's a good estimate. So now... We already talked about putting tomatoes in, and uh, the design of this bed, 4x8, let's go with six tomatoes. Um, you can buy three three transplants from Burpee for $17. How do we figure out whether or not we're making enough from this, Ulch? What should we do next? Well, we got to figure out basically what we're going to get for out of these plants, which is something I don't know. I'm also not sure how really you'd calculate that like would you go by weight or something or um... yeah you're gonna want to go so now we had to calculate the yield the way that you do this for plants is pounds harvested per season now some commercial tomato growers will boast that they're getting 10 to 20 pounds per season uh, per plant that's a really high figure so we went with a safer figure of five to ten pounds per plant uh, well if we've got five pounds three to four ounces per tomato six plants that means we're saying it's 120 tomatoes. So, uh, 120 tomatoes. Uh-huh. How do we put a, a dollar figure on that? Uh, well, I guess we could take a play right out of the real estate playbook and look at comparable products. Nice. So, like, I mean, can we call this an organic tomato? Or Yeah. So, for the no sake of comparison, we looked up the price of organic tomatoes on Peapod. We found it was about two bucks a tomato tomatoes for roughly dang like two dollars a tomato <laughs> cha-ching cue the sound effect <laughs> <laughs> do we have sound effects Are oh we that advanced of a i'll podcast? fix it in post man <laughs> oh god all right <laughs> sound effect delivered you're welcome 120 tomatoes it's going to cost us 240 bucks okay. or uh let's say these things did really well and we got tons of tomatoes out of it we doubled their yield it would be 480 dollars worth of tomatoes awesome money in the bank go and tell me what you think <laughs> you did know i, I use this recording equipment for my rap career as well right speaking of things that are <laughs> worth it <laughs> so uh so we're talking the first year we could be profitable if we get a real high yield we could i mean Realistically, I don't think it's very likely it'll be profitable the first year. The startup cost seems high, but we discussed the fact that by the second year, 
You could compost, which would mean you wouldn't spend anything on amendments for soil, and you could buy seeds instead of transplants. That would save you a lot of money right there. And don't forget, these raised beds are going to last for five to ten years. Mike considered these facts. Then he had one more question. The piece I'm really interested in is uh, how much time do you think you're going to be spending on this thing in this growing season? This is never the good question with farming. How much time do you spend for money made? (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is a depressing question. Um, I'm not talking the initial planting, the initial prep. We're talking everyday right, right. maintenance. I mean, like maintenance that. work. One raised bed. We figured Another about 20 minutes a day would be a safe call to take care of your raised bed. Let's call it 20 minutes a day, and that's okay. Remember, that's you're really taking good care of this, and you're enjoying it. You're out there because you want to be out there. You're enjoying. I know you can't understand this living in the city, but you can actually go outside and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Imagine, imagine you're spending hours learning the new, the new functions on your newest Texas instrument. (laughs) Right. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, well, in that case, um, I think I've basically heard enough to give you my judgment. (laughs) Okay, we're in the arena. Caesar stands up. Okay, so we're saying like 20 minutes a day, um... Okay. 20 minutes a day, weeks, times. seven days a week. So that's 140 minutes a week. Okay. The growing season's like five months. That means you're spending 2,940 minutes. That works out to 49 hours of work. <laughs> All right. So, so first year, you're not really making any money. Second year, I think you have a very good shot of breaking even because a lot of the stuff you don't have to buy again. I would say by the time you get to the third year, you're probably actually going to be in a position where you can actually sell some of these tomatoes and really actually make some money. Nice. Um, Maybe if you get really, really good at it and you start growing incredible yields, you do better than that. But Great. Yeah, I'd say by the time you hit year three, you're actually doing all right. All right. So uh, will we see you outside of your apartment on your balcony with a tomato plant in the topsy-turvy? <laughs> <laughs> well, simple answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, man, right. for your help. All right, no problem. All right, everybody, if you uh, if you have any more questions for Mike, the accountant, give him an email at... Uh, I guess you could email me at mike at alfonocpa.com. Nice plug. We'll call you later, Alt. All right, see ya. All right. Yeah, notice. When you were paging through iTunes looking for the hot new podcast to listen to, no doubt that little yellow box with the house and the deer on it caught your attention. It screamed, Homesteady! And that's what Primal Droid can do for you. I explained the goal of the show and they turned it into a beautiful logo. If you have a project that you're working on and you need some artwork done, they can turn your vision into reality. Don't go deal with some computer program or online website that will computate generating your logo with algorithms like Accountant Mike. Work with a real person who can listen to you and turn your dream into a beautiful picture. Check out Primal Droid online. Primal Droid, I can feel. 
Well, there it is, everybody. Mike, the accountant from the city, says to go and build a raised bed. All right, he's not going to do it. But let's be honest, he doesn't even have a patio to build one on. <laughs> um, we are going to do it. This next month, we're going to start putting up two raised beds on our front porch. We're moving the garden around. We're going to allow the pigs to pasture in the garden this year. And uh, we're going to grow out of raised beds. So we're going to try it out too. So here's what I want you to do. Get started. Whether your container garden is just a small pot or you're going to go online, find the plans for a DIY raised bed or order that greens raised bed from Home Depot. Whatever you do, do something. Because that's how we're going to make this a better place. We're going to get our hands dirty. We're going to build a raised bed. We're going to grow tomatoes. And I want to see it. Send your pictures to us. We'll post them on the blog. You got a month till the next show. Get to work. And until then, remember, the road is rocky. Make home steady. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. We had a blast putting this thing together. This was our pilot episode, and it went so well that we've decided to continue on with this project. We want you to be a part of this project. If you build a raised bed, or if you make a container garden, if you were inspired in any way from this podcast, send your pictures, your story, to thisishomesteady at gmail.com. That's our email. We're working on our website, and it will be up shortly. And it's going to have some other awesome things added to it as well. Uh, but until then, send us your information. Tune in next month. You're going to find out what a bucket of squid, a candy bar, and accountant Mike have to do with putting food on your table. It's Cooking Your Catch, episode number two, Fishing. We'll see you then. <laughs>